Hello, 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 my Let's Talk family. This is another edition of Let's Talk, the Business Spotlight Edition. I'm your host, Regina Smithwick, and we have a special guest, Margaret Agar. She's going to speak to us about everything from letting your list go, about her her book, about her healing. About We're going to talk about a lot of things. So when we get back, we're going to get it on and get it popping. Let's talk. We are back. We are back. Um, thank you once again for joining us. I am Regina Smithwick and Margaret. Welcome to Let's Talk 1943. Yo, you're on mute. Get to get off mute. Hi, Regina. I'm so happy to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, yes, yes. We have a lot to talk about. So Let's go ahead and what the one of the first things that intrigued me about you was that to-do list that you gave to God. Let's start with that one because that really something resonates with me. So let's go. So what's okay. what's this list? Yeah. So when I started doing that, I was actually in my mid-40s. I was a single mom. I had eight children. Half were going to college but living at home while they did it. And the other half were still like in junior high and high school. And I also was the sole financial support. A lot of us women know how that is. And Mm -hmm. I was working in the high tech industry and I wanted to get a better job. And so I actually um, went back to finish up my last two semesters of college at the same time. And so, yeah. So single mom, big family, working full time to support that big family and going to college. And so um, I reached the point it didn't i knew how to set priorities you know i knew how to say this has to be done this can wait that kind of thing and but it didn't matter what priority i set i was always concerned i i I was maybe getting four hours sleep a night i'd wake up in the middle of the night thinking oh my gosh what i forget what i forget Mm. and this is frantic feeling and more than once the thing i thought was most important and did turned out it didn't have to be done. So yes. that, you know, I'd show up with, at class with a paper and there'd be a note on the door, class is canceled, professor's sick, don't worry about it till Friday, <laughs> that kind of thing. I, mean, I, I could have done something else last night. And so <laughs> I started thinking to myself, how, I wish I could see the future. That's what I thought. I wish mm-hmm. I could see the future so I know what really needed to be done. And then I thought, well, I know who can see the future. And that is God. So here's what I'm going to start doing. So here's how it started. I just started saying, okay, here's what I think I have to do today. And I'd write it all down. This is what I think I have to do today. Uh And what do you say I have to do today? And by that point, I had learned to recognize that still small voice. So Uh that is God. So I could just look at it and have a thought. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. But, you know, here's something you don't have on your list that you should do. Uh And, And then... If I only focused on what he had said I should do that was on the list, 
then I was finished every night by eight and got plenty of sleep. I never woke up frantic because I thought, well, if it wasn't on the list, <laughs> I mean, I'm not worrying about it. That's all right. Something will happen. Something will take care of it. And what's interesting, Regina, is that eventually that changed. At first, I thought, this is so weak of me and so needy, you know, like, tell me what to do, God, like that, right? And I did think it through first. It wasn't like I just sat there like a lump waiting for him to tell me. Uh-huh. But then I was reading the Bible and I was reading the part about um, the Lord's Prayer when it, where it says, you know, that will be done on earth the way it is in heaven. Heaven. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, or with Jesus when he said, you know, that I, Father, I have always with me for I do always those things that please him. Mm -hmm. And he was constantly going out and praying and then coming back and saying, okay, we're going here today or we're going there today. And I, I started thinking, well, maybe that was what I'm really doing is saying, what do you want me to do today, God? That he has a purpose for my life, mm -hmm. that if I start following that direction, I will accomplish what he wants done here on earth that I mm -hmm. can help with. And that's when I, I changed a little bit how I do it and why I do it. It's really, Margaret, scary to let go. It's scary to let go of control. And a lot of people don't realize they're controlling, but when you can't let go to something that you believe in, if you are a believer and you know that he's going to do, but only good for you, it's just, you have a path away. You figure that you want to take it, right? And yeah. then you have given it to God, God could take you through some stuff, you know, some different ways, but it's, it's all learning. It's all the part of the process. A lot of us don't want to do the process because we know we're going to have to do something we probably don't like or something that we didn't look forward to doing, but it's going to make us better on the other side. So we're scared. We're, you know, you know, like I, don't, I don't like to be micromanaged. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I percent agree. You know, Regina, it's like it's simple but not easy. It's like saying, you know, to lose weight, just eat fewer calories than you burn. Like, well, that's simple enough. <laughs> right. The logistics sounds simple, but the actual <laughs> mindset of getting it done is the problem. It's our mindset. We're not set on, even though we say it, it's harder to do than say because we always know that you're supposed to give, you're supposed to be have faith. You're supposed to just trust the process. You're supposed to be, you know, but all of this is not tangible. It's something that you have to really believe in and hope that it just happens. You're not going to be able to, to predict it. And then, no. so when this goal is something that you had to do and trust and hope that he was going to do what he said, right? Right. And and initially, you know, the part of that faith grew simply because when I was overwhelmed and turned it over to him, it, it did get all handled. And mm -hmm. I wasn't overwhelmed anymore. And I really mm -hmm. could enjoy my life. And then as I turned it over and he started turning me in a different direction, mm -hmm. then again, I had to, you know, I had to learn. Because sometimes I was thinking, yeah, I'm not doing that. When you did it, though, yeah. you realize when you did it, it actually made sense after you did it, right? Right. Or, and if I, if I didn't pay attention, you know, I, I do tell this story that, um, we had, we were selling products over the internet and we did a lot of shipping Monday morning because we didn't ship Saturday or Sunday. Right. right. And so I can remember it was always at the top of my list, do the orders. And, and that always was, that never got changed. But one Monday it got changed. It was like, don't do the orders. And I thought, 
uh, look, this is a business. And, you know, it says we do the orders. I'm not sure what it's like in heaven. You know, I'm, not a <laughs> up here, I'm doing those orders. And and it was a very crowded day. It was very, <clears throat> it would have been nice if I hadn't had to do the orders. But then I got down there to the post office and I had forgotten it was President's Day. Right. So it wasn't open. <laughs> I could have, so you have some experiences like that and you start thinking, I, I should just pay attention. Right. I should just right. Yeah. He was telling you those hours you spent doing the orders, you could have done something else productive in the business. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't exactly. do nothing anyway. Isn't right. that something how he talks to you and he tells you things, but yeah. you just don't think it's him? Like, oh, it's just uh, whatever. You're so I used just, to doing your regular schedule. Oh, yeah. See, and that's why I started having to do it at night. Because if I waited till in the morning, I thought about it kind of overnight. You know, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I'll, let me see if I get up by 730, you know, like that. Right. Right. And then, um, so I was kind of already in it before you got out of bed. But <laughs> so that's why I, did, I started doing it at night. Cause at night, then I could think, okay, this is how it's really going to go down tomorrow. Let's and, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to tell another story, but go ahead. No, go ahead. Go, you go right ahead. Well, so it just happened like a couple weeks ago. Um, mm -hmm. we work with, a, we're in a, we're not the inner city we're sort of in the rural people don't realize that the rural especially some really poor parts of the rural country is kind of like inner city lots of people in jail and sick and mm -hmm. start and don't have cars that work you know stuff like that mm -hmm. and there was this lady who was helping everybody her husband was in a wheelchair couldn't even walk she had to get him dressed and that whole thing and he kept going to the hospital and she was taking care of other people oh, she wow. was giving other people rides and taking care of them and i was like jeez Diane is such an angel. You know, I know you're blessing her, but I want to do something. And you know, I hate to cook, but I would actually take her uh, some homemade chicken noodle soup. And so oh. what do you think? And he's like, no, take her a chocolate cake. And I thought, <clears throat> she's home alone because her husband's in the hospital. And I'm pretty sure she's a diabetic. So not thinking that's a good idea, but mm -hmm. okay. So I did make her a chocolate cake and even called to say are you gonna be home because a lot of times she was at the right. hospital and she said yeah when she'd be home and i said well i'm telling you i'm not gonna tell you what i'm bringing but when i bring it i don't want you to blame it on me god said to bring you this okay so you if you have a problem with this you talk to god and so then <laughs> we with this whole chocolate cake for one woman sitting in her house and i <laughs> take it in and have whipped you know like chocolate whipped cream frosting on it and Ooh, i and she didn't really yeah it's a good one you may, it's like how you make with mayonnaise and then um she's just kind of looking at me when i bring it in she don't really say anything you know and so i said well i'm gonna put it in the refrigerator because it has you know a whipped cream frosting mm -hmm. and you know we just chatted a little bit about her husband i left and and i and i reminded her this was not my idea i would have brought you chicken soup so <laughs> guys i bring you chocolate cake and the next day another friend called and she said she was so overwhelmed i almost so overwhelmed she couldn't even say anything because she was so sad and grieving that day both her parents are gone and it was her mother's birthday the day you brought oh. it and, and, and today the day my friend was telling me she said is her father's birthday and she was just sad and then you brought in that chocolate cake and both of her parents that was their favorite cake chocolate cake i know see because we don't know but god knows he knows god. all his understanding right. is so much bigger than ours yeah and it's so simple it's like it's a simple thing that made such a huge difference right i mean that right there impacted her because it it, it told her that her parents said it's okay 
her parents yeah. telling her through that gesture, the kind gesture of yours, I'm here and we're okay. You know, right. that's going to pay attention to a lot of signs. Cause I mean, I know over the years, I started really paying attention to certain things. Cause you know, a lot of times with hustle and bustle, you just run, 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 run. But yeah. if you slow up and just look at certain things that happen around you, people are talking to you. The universe is talking to you. God is talking to you all the time. You yeah. just have to see the signs and, and kind of slow it up some. And so I wanted to ask you too, you have a, that you are a Christian mystic? Is that I know. Isn't that a funny? Here's the thing. I wouldn't have called myself Christian mystic, but someone else called herself a Christian mystic. And what does that so mean? I'm about to tell you. So I looked up the definition. It's from ancient times. People call themselves Christian mystics because they were seeking the direct union of the soul with divinity through contemplation and love. Hmm. Now, I expect you're a Christian mystic, too. I was to say, I said, wait a minute. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, you're a Christian mystic. I'm a Christian mystic as well. Yes, you are. Yeah, a lot of people listening are, too, because they are listening, like, for what I just did with, with uh, my friend Diane. That is, you know, contemplation. I was talking to him and listening and love because I really don't like to cook. It, it, I did it out of love. Right, it's called unconditional love. When you do it yeah. out of out of your conditions, and you do it for someone else, that's yeah. that's what that's called. So, um, question two, I have another question. So, you have mentioned about a one prayer that changed everything on um, the relationship for your relationship to be better. What is that prayer? Okay, you want a story or just the prayer? You, hey, this is your thing. So, okay. Tell so here's how I found out about this prayer. And now I pray it all the time. And I pray for other people too, that it'll happen for them. Mm-hmm. I, one of my sons, he was 15 and he was, you know, 15 is probably about as bad as it gets. And he mm-hmm. was just the most arrogant, mouthy, demanding. I have twin um, boys. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, God, I'm his mother, so I love him, but I don't really like him. I like him right now. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I want you to pray this prayer. And it is, help me to see my son Daniel as I, God, see him. Help me to love him as I, God, love him. And so that's the prayer. I've, we've prayed it in our marriage. I've prayed it over other people. I've prayed it that my children will do that to each other. And so... So here's what happened. So I'm praying that prayer. And this is before there's magazines and stuff on the internet. I'm at my mom's house and she has, you know, that stack of women's magazines next to her couch. So I'm flipping through. And I see this article um, that reminded me of something that happened in our um, junior high, high school about mm-hmm. this boy who had accused a favorite coach of being sexually inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And people love that coach. And I mean, there were fundraisers all over town to try and help this coach get his um, money to pay for his defense. And people are saying it didn't happen to me. And that boy was basically being pilloried at school. And as I was reading the article, I thought, oh, this this is about our town. Mm -hmm. And at one point, the boy had gotten so depressed, he was suicidal. And he had next to him on his bedside stand, a framed... I want to call it just a, a piece of paper signed by a few kids who had said, we support you. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. Mm-hmm. And 
there were only a few names on it. And that, and I, as soon as I heard, read that, I remember the day I had dropped my son Daniel off at school. And he said, I have this petition I'm going to pass around school to get people to sign because I don't like what's happening to this boy, that mm-hmm. they can sign it and, and say, you know, that they, they are supporting him. Right. And, but then when I picked him up that afternoon, he was really mad because the principal, and this makes sense, had said, we're not talking about this at school anymore. I can't let you pass that petition around. So he and a few friends signed it and gave it to the boy. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And so that's who God saw. Mm. The type of person who would look at that boy. And my son, you know, he was 6'4", and he started and lettered in three varsity points you know sports mm-hmm. it was kind of a big deal at that school and so and then he saw this kid who wasn't right <laughs> and did something and and i thought you know he's still that man because this is years later mm-hmm. and at the beginning of COVID, they had they shut everything especially public places mm-hmm. he's out fighting to get some public rest, restrooms open and you know even some of the soup kitchens were closed he's taking food around to homeless, you know, he just was, he's still that man who was that boy. That's who God saw. Ain't that something? So the prayer is, say it one more time. Help me to see this person as you do and help me to love this person as you do, God. There's help two me this person like you do and help me to love them like you do. Yeah. I mean, that's that's beautiful. It's very short, straight, um, short and sweet and straight to the point. Yep. So yeah, that's a good way of thinking about that. So when, now we were talking about God and hearing his voice. How do you hear God's voice? That would be, be a good discussion for us, Regina. Okay. So when I first learned to hear, I had to say, I don't know how to hear it. So that's why I said to him, I don't know how to hear your voice. Help me to hear it. And some things happened. And it seemed as if for me, I will get a thought and it'll like invite someone to dinner. And I'm like, yeah, not tonight. I'm busy. Invite him to dinner. No, well, really tonight. And after about the third time it comes, I think, wait, this can't be me. Cause I already told me. I'm do that. <laughs> so that's when I start to pay attention. It's a thought usually to do a good thing. And it might be not something on my plans, but mm-hmm. it, it is correct. And so I have more than once like that cake just done something. And have right. it turn out to be the right thing and something that people were praying for. And so uh-huh. just asking how to hear that voice, you know, there's all these voices in our head. We're like, what voices? That one that just said, what voices? Um, <laughs> and we have to learn to discern which one is, is God and he'll help us. And also, as I'm reading my scriptures, I also will journal. And uh-huh. as I'm journaling, I often have a thought, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I recognize his voice is it's usually something good. Mm-hmm. And... And it can be so simple. But we were going up for our second book. I write about our missions. And on our second mission, we were going up to Alaska, live north of the Arctic Circle. And I was saying, what do we have to do to get ready? And, you know, I've, I've got bear spray. You know, <laughs> I think I'm ready. I've <laughs> got a down coat. And it was this, just this one thought. I just asked the question and an immediate thought popped in my head. Um, take a brisk walk every day. And now I know the word brisk. I never use the word brisk. (laughs) And God is very, to me, very concise and clear. He doesn't multiply words. It's just take a brisk walk every day. And I knew what that meant. And, you know, I don't have to take up running marathons, but I shouldn't get out and just stroll around and smell the flowers either. Get out and move it. So the third thing I think is sometimes names will pop in my head. And I know people who do this. 
I know a couple of people who say, look, if a name pops in my head, someone I haven't thought in of for a while, I will immediately make contact. I feel like that's God saying, this person, you need to reach out to this person. That's right. I agree with that. Totally agree with that. So I, you know, I know I hear God and I see God and God kind of talks to me through other people and certain things that you're thinking about and nobody else know about, but then somebody mentions it to you, you know that God's yeah. the person to you. And I think our whole world and our life is based on just vessels. We are vessels and things are just delivered through us from him. And different yeah. It could be a little kid. It could be a grown person. But you know when you hear it, you know it's for you. Because nobody else knows what's going on except for you. But all of a sudden, there's one person coming to you and say something to you. Like, wait a minute, I was just thinking about that. Or I was contemplating on that. And, you know, he's like, oh, no, you should do it this way. It's like really God telling you in, in the best way possible through another person. Yes. Yeah, and what's interesting about that, if you remind them that a couple of years later, they don't even remember having said it. Oh, that's true. Right. Because it wasn't meant to be held in memory bank. It was meant for him to just deliver the message and it was done. Yep. Yeah, because I actually seen that. Um, I watched the movie called um, God's Not Dead. Oh, I've seen that. Yes. Mm -hmm. They had a couple of them. But one of them was um, one of the first ones when um, uh, Superman, Dean Kane played in one of those movies. And he was the evil guy in the movie. And his mother, who never talked, all of a sudden one night decided to talk and told him, like, what's going to happen to him if he don't change his ways. Wow. And he never he visited his mother. He didn't really care. He was just there because he had to be there. And it's one night she would just opened her mouth and started talking out of the blue. And, and it was just so clear. And, and all of a sudden, after she said what she had to say, went right back to the way she was. Didn't say a word. <laughs> But she got all of that out and tried to tell him that the devil works a certain way and you're falling into his hands. If you don't change your ways, you're going to be very sorry. I should watch and, that movie again because I've forgotten that part. Yes, yes. yes. Dean Kane was the, the, the bad person in the movie. And yeah. his mother, just I guess she was older. She just didn't talk really. But it, that reminded me of that. And that's how he uses people, you know, to talk to you. Because that got his attention, of course, because his mother haven't talked in years. And all of a sudden, one night, she just blurt out this whole thing about God and the devil and then and, and shut up all over again. Like nothing yeah. happened. And like, like you said, she didn't even remember what she said because it wasn't for right. her. Yeah. It was for him. Yeah. So I think, you know, ladies and gentlemen who's listening and watching, and I thank you once again for watching Let's Talk 1943. I am Regina Smith, your host. Um, pay attention to those little signs. Pay attention to this slow up a little bit and just look around and pay attention because he's talking to us all the time if you just slow up a little bit and notice something it's not a fluke it's not uh uh what you want to call you know everybody say deja vu that's sometimes god talking to you y'all <laughs> he uses things like that to get your attention um and like oprah has said sometimes they you know he gives you a little thump first then he gives you a little tap then he give you a little slap. Then he give you a little, you know, then he's hitting you over your head and then he banging you with a hammer. Like he does this, you know, in certain aspects, you know. But that is a great, I love talking about that because a lot of people really overlook those kind of things. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. definitely, definitely do. So seeing that we talk about God's voice and about the, the prayer and about your to-do list, let's talk about you um, as a person, as Margaret. So tell us what's coming up next. What do you have in your in your arsenal, what you're about to, you know, uh, release to the world? 
I do have two um, memoirs out. The nice thing about memoirs is they're they're looking at just one like pie slice of your life. And mm-hmm. so the first one um, in his footsteps, I gave my to-do list to God is talking about what happened when I started doing it because it's pretty simple, right? But yeah. a lot happened as a result. And then the second one was when we served um, missions, my second husband and I. And mm-hmm. we were up in um, Albuquerque and we often went to the jail and then up north of the Arctic Circle. And then the third one, the one I'm working on, is about <clears throat> with Parker, with my husband Parker, how God actually put us together. Mm-hmm. And and so you would think, you know, put together by God, that's going to be um, a, a mess because, you know, sometimes <laughs> you have to go through the hard stuff to get through the good, good. stuff. good. That's yeah. right. Right. And so it's how healing it has been to us to uh, have this marriage. So that is more what that is about. And then I do have on the website, I do have a newsletter that I do once a month. And okay. I don't do it more than once a month and you're not going to get it. And it's not a long newsletter. I usually have a story in it, like the chocolate cake story or something like that. Okay. Just to kind of remind us, mm-hmm. like, this is worth doing. This That's is worth right. Doing. And some updates on the book and what's happening. Okay. Well, as you see um, on the bottom of the screen, you'll see um, Margaret's information, her website, her Facebook is um, scrolling on the bottom of the page. So if you want to definitely keep up with her um, and get on her newsletter. So if you go to her Facebook page and or her website, she have a way for you to leave your information and you could get on her wonderful, wonderful, and like you said, I love those kind, nice, short, sweet, and straight to the point <laughs> <laughs> newsletter that she do every yeah. month. Just give yeah, and that, yeah, I was going to say, that website is inhisfootsteps.com for people who are listening, not watching. So, uh-huh. yeah, inhisfootsteps.com. That's yeah. right. And I will have everything in the notes, so they'll be able to see that in the notes as well. So I thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a blessing. Like I said, I do this. I'm kind of selfish. I do it for me because uh, me as, as well as the audience because I learn from everybody that comes on the show. And I'm going to start saying that prayer because that prayer gives you solitude. It gives you this peace that you have to understand. You got to love them through the eyes of God, not through you. And yeah. that kind of releases that 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 um, negativity that releases that anger and all that stress off of you and put it where it needs to be on God. Like, let it go. Just let him handle it. Let go. Let God. Right. Yes. So I think that's perfect. So thank you once again for joining us. I do truly appreciate it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Let's Talk 1943. I'm your host, Regina Smithwick, and you have been listening to the Business Spotlight Edition. So until next time, God bless. We love you. Take care.